Welcome back to another episode of Risers and Followers presented by Mojo on the Mojo Podcast Network. As always, I'm your host, Luke Sawhook, joined by my lovely co-host, Dalton Cates. Dalton, how are we doing? Fantastic. How are you doing? I'm doing great, bro. Well, you are, you are sick, but we're, we're powering through it over here. You have the Mojo jersey on, by the way? Did I just see that? No, this is an AJ Brown Titans jersey. Oh, I swear, I, I saw the little, like, crest. I thought it might have been the Mojo jersey, but... Do I actually need to get... Oh, wait, you're not a Titans fan, right? No, I'm just an AJ Brown fan. Yeah, okay. Speaking of that, real quick before we get get into things, I've been wanting for like a few months now to start collecting jerseys for like my favorite fantasy football players or yeah. NFL players in general. Maybe people I like on Mojo too. But like I went, I wanted the Amon Ross St. Brown jersey so bad. But I, I was at the Hall of Fame twice. Well, obviously one for the Fantasy Football Expo yeah. in August. We were back in Canton and we went to the Hall of Fame. They don't have one. Like every team in the Hall of Fame store, in case you're not familiar – Every NFL team has a little, like, section. Some are bigger than others. Like, the Steelers are pretty close to Cannes. Uh, so, like, Pittsburgh's pretty close. So, they have a pretty big section. Same with, like, the Browns because Cannes really close to Cleveland. But the Lions have, like, a tiny section. And I was like, I don't know. What jersey are they going to have? You know, like, Aiden Hutchinson, Swift, Amon Ra. Dude, the only jersey they had was Jared Goff. <laughs> Unbelievable. Like, the Falcons had Drake London. The Titans had Burks. Like, they only had Jared Goff. It's unbelievable. They need to get woke about Amon Ross St. Brown. But they I'm, do. Sure, I'm sure I'm sure if you go to NFLshop.com right now, you'll be able to find one. Oh yeah, for sure. I know, I mean, I know they exist. I'm just saying I would prefer deeds like be able to buy one there in person. Yeah, but. exactly. Anyways, you guys know the drill. This is a fun little rapid fire show. So we're just gonna jump right into it, do some buy or sell, long or short, I should say, for Thursday night football commanders and bears. Let's get into it. Long or short. All right, first and foremost here, we're going to start with the quarterback of the Washington Commanders, Carson Wentz. Uh, he's had an interesting season so far, down currently on Mojo, even though he had some up and down games in real life so far. Started off the season red hot over the last month, down 6%, currently sits at $45. Are you going long or short on Carson Wentz? I'm really nervous about him. And especially, I mean, you did you see the, the press conference where – Ron Rivera was like, so what's going wrong? What's what's wrong with the Washington over here? And he's like, quarterback. And um, with Sam Howell. Did you see the following interviewer reacting to that clip that Alex Smith did the other day? Yeah, no, it's crazy. Alex Smith was pissed. And like, I I mean, rightfully so. I mean, yeah, I agree. You want to keep those things in house and and not, not you know, same to the media because they're going to run with it. Um, But I think the thing is, is there's a couple things at play is one, like Sam Howell. They drafted him. He's looks really good in preseason. Um, the commanders right now are one and four. Um, it seems likely at some point that he's going to get some opportunity to showcase himself. Like, Hey, really? we're probably going to get a top pick next year. So we're probably going to be in the market for a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Let's see what you can do. I don't know how soon that is, but based on those comments by Rivera, like it seems like the leash is somewhat short right now. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I'm really curious to see um, what's going to play with that. And for that reason, I'm, I'm shorting Wentz. He's he's already been – this is his third job right now. And the fact that he's five games in and the coach is saying this, like it really um, makes me pretty pessimistic about his chances after this year of finding another starting role. Like he can definitely be in that, that high-end backup kind of role where, you know, maybe like a Teddy Bridgewater where – um, some team will pay some money for him to be a high end backup and, you know, maybe fight for a job, but for him to just walk in as a starter after the season, I find that to be rather unlikely. So. Um, yeah. Yeah. I agree. I think he is a short candidate. 
I do think it's pretty interesting though you brought up Sam Howe. I've not thought about him personally getting in in the regular season yet, but I do agree he looked good in his opportunities he had during the preseason. So I definitely think there is a future for Sam Howe to get some QB run opportunities in Washington. Absolutely. All right, let's move on here to his favorite target so far this season. A guy that surprised a lot of people in the you know the NFL community, Curtis Samuel. Uh, this guy has been getting a ton of targets and opportunities so far through the air. Uh, up 20% on Mojo this past month, uh, up $1.97, currently sitting at $11.68. you go long or short on Curtis Samuel? Unfortunately, I'm going to short him. And the main reason for that is when we look at his Mojo price and what makes up his Mojo price. $4.80 of that is already accumulated, meaning that's $6.88 of that still has to be accumulated. Right. And the thing with Samuel is we've seen him be good in stretches. He's getting targeted a lot this year. Um, but we also know that he has a pretty big injury history, has not been able to stay on the field for um, full season um, yet. And yes, he can be productive in this role. But again, like what happens if he gets hurt again? And be also like they have Terry McLaurin there. Um they paid him some decent money, so we'd expect that this role to continue as long as he is healthy there. But again, like he still has like like over like sixty five percent of his future value to accumulate right now. He's currently uh twenty seven or twenty six years old, going to be twenty seven next year. I find it hard to believe that um, Samuel's able to pay off that over the rest of his career. Yeah, I, I unfortunately absolutely agree. I think this is a guy who I definitely would be looking into short. I think that he's a player, like you mentioned, who's had some hot stretches in his career, but ultimately not been able to put together anything long-term. The injury history is like as long as the CVS pharmacy receipt, it's just not going to work out long-term for Samuel. I think I totally agree with that call. All right, moving down the list here in Washington, we have the two Washington running backs to get to still before we move on to Chicago. Antonio Gibson started off the season pretty nice. With the absence of Brian Robinson, and now Brian Robinson's back in the picture, things are not starting to look very hot for Antonio Gibson. Down 2% on the month. Been pretty stagnant in price, but currently under $10. What do you think about Gibson? This one's tough for me, and it's mainly because I believe in the talent of Antonio Gibson. Like, I legitimately believe in the most ideal scenario for him. He's being utilized as this third down running back who can also run in between the tackles. But if we're looking at it from just a pure rest of season standpoint, he is 1000% a short. Um, the fact that Brian Robinson in his first game back um, saw, you know, it was nine carries, nine carries Antonio Gibson saw three GD McKissick still the third down back. So it's not like they're moving Brian Robinson in and then they're suddenly moving Gibson as his receiver. No, like, he's the one getting phased out of this offense. And that's extremely concerning. Like even before Robinson was in there, like Jonathan Williams was getting some work there as well as, as the third running back. So it's clear the coaching staff doesn't like him, but I think from a longer term perspective, he's still 24 years old and half of his value right now on Mojo still has to be accumulated. So there, there, there's always a big concern when you see a player like this, who's in who's early on in his rookie or is it still in his rookie contract and he's being phased out of the offense so there might be some behind the scenes stuff that we do not know um about sure. that is going on that may potentially lead to him not getting opportunities sure. in the future so from that standpoint i'm still definitely going to lean on the short and make it more of a hey like let's see it 
before like I believe it with a role with him in the future, whether it's with the commanders in the future or another team. Yeah, I absolutely agree with pretty much every word you just said. So we're just going to move right on here to the next guy, his possible successor, uh, Brian Robinson. I, I'll start off with this one real quick before we yeah, get going. I think that he is a fantastic buy. I actually mentioned it in our, I don't know if it's our Slack channel or group tech. I don't know if you're in it. I think it's for like our social content people, but it is a screaming buy right now to get Brian Robinson. In my opinion, he is super, super underpriced. Uh, and uh, you know, when you look at other rookies, like he's cheaper than Sky Moore, who's done like nothing. He's up 8% in the last month. Obviously his price took a hit after the whole, you know, shooting situation, which is really unfortunate. But I mean, he came back and like we mentioned already, he outcarried Antonio Gibson nine to three in his season debut coming off the IR. I mean, this guy's going to get fed. I think he's going to get the goal line opportunities and just over time alone. I think tomorrow is going to be big for Brian Robinson on prime time. The guy's going to outcarry Antonio Gibson again, probably. Everyone's going to be watching that game and they're going to say, hey, Brian Robinson's a starting running back and his price is inevitably going to go up, in my opinion. What do you think? No, I'm I'm 100% on board. You need to be longing Brian Robinson right now. He's going to get the workload there. Like, if you look at his line right now on sports books, his line is at like 50 and a half yards rushing. Wow. Um, okay. And like, that's like almost up to where David Montgomery is. David Montgomery is like 60 and a half right now. So yeah. he's already being viewed in a second game as this guy that's, that's going to get the work. We saw that in his first, it, everything was trending towards that before, you know, he unfortunately got shot and had that setback, but I mean, it was trending towards like Brian Robinson was going to be the starter week one and 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 it looks like he is the starter right now which is very impressive for a third round rookie um every everything about it is extremely impressive like they clearly like him he's clearly like um a team favorite especially after this whole comeback story like ron rivera loves him like antonio gibson's in the doghouse for some reason like there's no reason to believe over the rest of the season why brian robbins is not getting the most amount of work at running back um it remains to be seen whether he can be utilized in a third down role it seems like mckissick still has a hold on that yeah i i don't think he's gonna get many receiving opportunities with gibson and mckissick there like there's no reason why they should unless kind of like what the uh lovey smith said about damian pierce and rex burkhead how yeah he said anytime rex burkhead came in the game it was like an obvious passing situation so they let pierce get some more receiving opportunities so it could be kind of a situation like that where you want to have him get some receiving opportunities to make sure they know you're running the ball only when he's in the game or something like yeah. that. But I definitely think his receiving opportunities will be limited for sure. Yeah. I think, I think a fun comp for him and I'm looking at Mojo right now is, is Damien Harris and Damien Harris is currently priced at $8 and 39 cents. Right. So both of them, I mean, this is obviously not the Alabama connection, but both two, two down running backs who were third round picks um, aren't like necessarily elite athletes, but are better like, running back skill wise than what their athleticism profiles kind of give them and yeah. showcase their upside. So, um, I mean, we, I mean, Damian Harris is currently $2 more than him and he's, you know, two years older and he just got hurt and it looks like Ramon just potentially taking over the backfield. Like Robinson doesn't have those concerns and he can really start to, um, accumulate some value. Very soon. Yeah, absolutely agree there. All right, let's get into the Chicago bears here. First and foremost, is the leader, of the offense, Justin Fields had a pretty horrific start to the season, down to $24.27, down to 8% on the month. Long or short, Justin Fields, talk to me. I'm probably gonna hold him. I I, I want to have a I want to have a stronger opinion on Fields, but my thing is I liked him so much as a prospect. And I still think like he's a good quarterback. If you look at his right. you know efficiency metrics this year, they're not that bad. He's he's you know top five mm -hmm. in terms of 
pushing the ball downfield. He's when he throws the ball like 15 times a game. Yeah, right. I mean, the 15 <laughs> times a game, it's great. And and his, uh, his efficiency is great on that. But um, right. they're not throwing the ball enough, which is it's a, like for Mojo, you need to have volume. Like volume is almost sure. like more important than efficiency in terms of just accumulating. Um, Got to get the yardage gotta get the yardage and if we if we know that he has he hasn't had a game yet with over 22 passing attempts like think about oh. that. no that's i mean crazy. they literally like, are that's having li- that's literally insane. historically low right they like this is the lowest per game passing attempts like, yeah passing attempts per game by a team since like 2003 or something like it's been crazy. years since a team passed the ball this little yeah so there's 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 a couple things going on in my mind about about figuring out his, his value and one of them is understanding this coaching staff actually may be playing towards their strengths. Like the, the bears probably have the worst offensive line in the league. Um, they're getting pressured at, I believe it's the highest rate, if not like top two. Um, uh, Justin Fields doesn't really have weapon. Like Darno Mooney is a proven talent, but I mean, Cole Komet is probably just like a league guy. Right in. He's a and guy. Got, like Equinemius St. Brown and, and Byron Pringle and, God, I don't even. I literally have no idea who who some like maybe Velas Jones. Jones Jr. Baby, the twenty five. I don't know. Someone help me out here. I have no idea <laughs> who these guys are that that Justin Fields is supposed to throw the ball to. So maybe they're scheming it and understand like, hey, like our offensive line is terrible. Uh, we don't want Justin Fields to get killed out there. And uh, outside of Darnell Mooney, like who else do we have the ball? Like maybe it's just best that we run the ball. So that I probably can scoot up and catch a pass for the Chicago Bears. You know what? When our tryouts, Luke, let's go try out. Get your gloves on. We I were will. practicing out in Canton for this. I mean, we can make I it am. happen. We I'm can ready. make it happen. Um, but the thing is that that's a potential possibility to where, you know, maybe next year they're like, okay, Fields, we still believe in Fields, and we have more talents around him, and then we're going to open up the offense because we actually have the pieces for that. But I think it's more likely than not that they just don't think Fields is like this elite talent and they don't want the offense to rely on his shoulders and um they also didn't inherit him like this this regime you know came in this year and they didn't draft field so you always have to keep that in the back of your mind when it comes to his future so i think it's more likely than not than fields is unfortunately not going to get a, a fair run and is probably going to be phased out as a starting quarterback and for that reason it's probably a sub but i still think the talent's there i think there's a lot of opportunities for for him in the future, if he, you know, latched on the second team, a la Geno Smith or Ryan. You mentioned earlier that you wish you had a stronger take on Fields. And I actually think I have one. I actually disagree with you. I think, I listen, by no means am I a Justin Fields stan, or do I think that he's been good this year? He's been horrible, you know, and it's not his fault. Yeah. I personally think there are brighter days ahead for him. I think that's honestly, they're scheming the offense, kind of like how you mentioned. I think they're scheming the offense more towards the running game because they just don't have anyone to throw the ball to. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. It's like what happened with the Baltimore Ravens. You get Rashad Bateman, Mark Andrews becomes elite. They throw the ball a little bit more. It's just the way it works in the NFL. You play to your strengths. You play to your talent in your room, right? That's just the way I think that things are going. And then on Mojo, I think he's a strong buy personally because he's like the cheapest – like young starting quarterback that I think has upside potential of like anybody. The only one who's cheaper is like Kenny Pickett at $22. Fields is at $24. I mean, besides that, I mean, Mac Jones is like double his price. And I think he could yeah. easily have a better career than Mac Jones if things fall the right way. So for me, I think this is a pretty low risk entry port to Fields where I think he could still have a career where he ends up getting like $50 plus in mojo value long term. 
Yeah, I think I think the downside with him isn't like too crazy. I'm looking at some guys right now. It's like Sam Darnold's at like 1996. Exactly, and he's had a horrible career. Right, so it's like it's like he might be trending on a Sam Darnold's career arc, but like, how bad can it really get for us? I think that's the worst case. I honestly think that's the worst case scenario for Justin Fields is a Sam Darnold esque career arc. And I think that it, we're not even going to see that happen. I, I still feel pretty good about this team going out there in 2023 with like boatloads of cap room and draft capital and going out there and getting some wide receivers to throw them the damn ball. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he just needs some targets to can get open, get separation and get the ball. All right, let's rapid fire through these and we'll get out of here. Uh, Up next, David Montgomery down sure. 6% on the month, long or short? Uh, short, short, short. I totally agree. We're not going to spend too much time on there. His opportunities are going down. Cleo Herberts looks better than him. Not much to just say there. Next, Darnell Moody. Interesting guy here down 20% this month. He's in a weird spot because he's not going to be the wide receiver one for the Bears long term. We all know this. He's not a wide receiver one in the NFL, but he could be a pretty solid wide receiver too. What do you think about him, Mojo? Uh, long. I think he's long. long. Okay. Yeah, I think he's long. All right. Do you want to talk then, about him? <laughs> last, but certainly not least, a guy who's up 63% in the last month. One of the biggest gainers on Mojo in the last month, I would have to bet. Khalil Herbert, only $5.75. I think that's a pretty big buy to me. Yeah, I think he's a buy. He's shown he's yeah. good. Yeah, absolutely. All right, well, that's going to do it for another episode of Risers and Fallers presented by Mojo and the Mojo Podcast Network. As always, I'm Luke Salk, and he's Dalton Cates. We'll see you guys next Monday. Have a good one, everybody. See ya. Must be 21 or older to gamble. You must be in New Jersey to trade on Mojo. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER.